Hey, good morning. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome back to Living Like Joe Rogan for a Week. I'm currently drinking butter in my coffee. I'm too hot to drink my coffee. <laughs> I have it next to me. Yeah, wait, okay. Tell, t talk about the workout you did this morning because it sounds wild. Well, it's a beach body workout, though. So, like, I don't want to promote their products, but. <laughs> well, we're going to try Beachbody to together. That's going to be one thing we do. So we'll try Beachbody. We'll do a Beachbody week or something. Yeah. So my sister-in-law, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Fantastic. This earbud was going crazy. Um, my sister-in-law, she has a Beachbody account. So yeah. I signed into it. And um, I'm doing insanity. I've done it once before. I actually got in the best shape of my life going into my sophomore year of college because I did it the summer of my freshman year. This uh -huh. earbud really hates me right now, so I'm just going to put it away and just hear oh, you through my left ear this entire time. I'm going to be <laughs> half deaf this uh, conversation. Um, but anyway, I did it today. It's my first time doing it since that summer, and holy shit, I just got annihilated. It was it was insanity. <laughs> it's, it's a hit workout, mm -hmm. and... I'm up to 600. I'm almost up to the devil's number, which would have been hilarious because it's a, it's a beach body workout, but I'm up to 665 calories so far this morning. Burn. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. How do you track calories? Is that like a smartwatch thing? Apple watch. Now, if you don't want to get an Apple watch, you can get a Fitbit. They're more affordable and they do a similar thing. Okay. I didn't know if Fitbits really worked or if those were just a lie. I mean, I will say this. I don't know if the Apple Watch is 100% accurate. I like okay. to assume it is because it's nice, but just having the, the visual cues yeah. Uh, does offer that extra motivation. Like even like even if it's not accurate, just having visual cues with anything you do in life, but with workouts specifically calories, I personally have found it helps me uh, push a little further because you're getting that immediate payoff. It's like posting a picture on Instagram and getting those likes. You feel good. You're doing yes, push-ups and seeing you burn a calorie <laughs> feels good. Oh my God, I have these like sweaty coils coming down my face right now. I'm Maybe I didn't mess. put enough butter in this coffee. I can barely taste any butter in this. I don't it know if you're supposed to taste the butter. Like I it think just it just looks bubbly. Same. <laughs> Is the point that it's just supposed to like make you not hungry in the morning? So from what I read. And this is not me being an expert. This is just what I read on the internet. Sure. So Kat Benson cannot murder me for this. <laughs> I have a knife to defend myself if she fucking tries. Um, from what I've seen, it, one, makes you feel full longer. Two, oh, uh, your body can break down fat for energy easier than any other like substance that you oh, eat. So okay. the butter helps you break that down. Uh, three... I guess the butter absorbs the caffeine and has a slower release, so it reduces your chance of crashing from caffeine. And uh, no, I think that's it. I think that's it. It's uh, and, and then I guess for four, it, it like just it's a keto thing too. So, but okay. I don't know. I looked up the history and I saw that it comes from Ethiopia. So okay, yeah, I remember you mentioning that you thought it did. So that's cool. So that is cool. Um, and then I told you that there's nothing more American <laughs> than a brand like Bullet Coffee finding a remedy or a diet or just like some sort of culinary practice on another part of the planet, packaging it together in some ready-made items and then overcharging for it in America. Exactly, dude. Exactly. It's nothing more American than practices that have been around forever and then business gurus trying to sell them as their own claiming it's their business guru expertise. When culinary imperialism. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really what it feels like. 
Uh, let's say good morning to everyone, and then I'm gonna pull up, guys. We got a look at what store. America has done to Mexican food. Okay, let's just look at the perversion of Mexican food in like, America and yeah. talk about culinary imperialism. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, like, come on. Um, I, I, I would say Chinese food, but then I just realized that I don't know if I, I've had like authentic Chinese food, so I can't speak on that. I mean, I've been to China. Yeah, Chinese. you have. I haven't. Yeah, um, I've been to Marie. China. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go. I was just, Marie wants oh. to know if I'm naked. Oh, um, you can tell her if you're naked. Um, I don't know. Like, we're business formal, and I thought wearing a birthday suit count. No, of course I'm not naked. I'm just too sweaty to put on a shirt and didn't have a chance to shower. That's fair. Amanda's here. Good morning, Amanda. Morning, Joseph. And Kitty's here. Good morning. Good morning, Harley. Good morning to Mushroom Destroyer. Good morning to Gail. Cat's uh, here. Good morning. Ileana says, I feel like a real guru. I'm walking while listening to you. Nice, nice, productive. You are, oh, I can actually taste my butter. So maybe maybe you didn't put in enough. Yeah, maybe Or I maybe did. I just mixed it today. Yeah, I mixed it with a spoon. So I thought I would be able to taste it, but, and I put in a little more than yesterday, but I don't know. Maybe I didn't put in enough butter. Do you put the butter in first or the coffee? Oh, uh, the coffee. I put the coffee in I put in the, the butter mind. in first. Oh, maybe I should put the butter in first, and then I'll see how much butter is in there. Do you put yeah. the cereal in or the, or the milk in first? I haven't had cereal in forever, but when I have in the past, I would think I put the cereal in first. What, is Cinnamon Toast Crunch the last cereal you had? It was probably Lucky Charms. I love Lucky Charms. I love those little marshmallows and how they... Uh, how they're like, they're crunchy but squishy at the same time because they're like freeze dried or whatever. I love they have this unheard. They have this unique texture that nothing else can mimic. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, Lucky Charms taught us that stale mushrooms are the best mushrooms. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're not mushrooms, I, I don't know like, why I said that. Marshmallows. marshmallows. I'm, I'm a fucking moron. I know what you meant though. Yeah, I had marshmallows for hot chocolate. I left them out over a couple months. And then Tyler was like, these are rock hard. And I was like, yeah, but when you put them in your hot chocolate, they'll have that, that Lucky Charms texture. <laughs> he thought that was pretty gross. So I don't know. Have you, uh, have you ever microwaved a mushroom? Do you mean a marshmallow? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, to be fair, I've never microwaved a mushroom or a marshmallow. You do try microwaving a marshmallow. It's uh, okay. it, it's it's cool. It expands. It like becomes a monster. And Actually, then when I was a implodes. kid, I probably have made s'mores in the microwave. So maybe, maybe I did for that. <laughs> yeah, I gotta stop mixing because I fucking hate mushrooms. So I gotta stop mixing them up with marshmallows. I like both mushrooms and marshmallows, but I don't like them for the same purposes, and they they should only be eaten separately. Okay, so here's the thing about mushrooms. It's, it's not that they taste bad, though they taste awful. They also have a horrible consistency and texture. So I just hate mm -hmm. everything about them. And so many of them are poisonous. Mushroom soup is good, though, because that doesn't have the, the mushroom texture. It just has the flavors. I once had a friend buy me a mushroom pizza, and I had to eat the whole thing in front of him. Like, not the whole thing. I had to eat a, like, a whole slice in front of him. Your friend is like, eat the pizza. Or you're, like, well, no, because like, he thought he was being such a good guy. And I I was, I was, didn't want to be the asshole friend who's like, man, you got me something I don't like. Like, I I, I ate it with a smile and thanked him so much for getting me a pizza. I mean, that's and fair. Because you lie to your friends all the time. I lie to my friends all the time. <laughs> Only good lies. I, I would never lie to my friends to make them feel like shit. 
but could lie to me and be like, Savvy, you look terrible this morning. Maybe I do look terrible this morning. Maybe that would just be the truth. I don't know. I don't know. Being honest with your friends is the easiest thing in the world. Being dishonest with them when they're fucking up is so, is so hard. <laughs> and now I'm just paranoid wondering how many times you've had to lie to me and tell me that what I that I was doing great when I really wasn't. But I mean it every time. I, I, I dude, the whole if you're doing something wrong, the world's gonna let you know that you're doing something wrong, and me telling you that you're doing it right's not gonna make you feel better. I don't know, man. I'd rather my worse. friends warn me. Because if I'm doing something wrong and my friends notice and, and tell me, hey, Savvy, you're doing this thing wrong. And then I'll be like, oh, I should stop doing that thing. And then I'll, I will prevent myself from continuing to make that mistake on a grander scale. Okay, but like, here, here's an easy question for you. It's obviously better to lie and tell your friends how much you love them. Or not love them, because you obviously love them. It's better to lie and tell someone that they're doing great if they're a friend, and it's not like it's harmful, than to lie and tell them it's shitty. And an like a specific example is an author to book. Let's talk about The Cyborg Tinkerer, which just got unfairly annihilated on Goodreads. Oh, and yeah. I guarantee you some people did not read that book and just felt oh, like sure. punching someone while they were down. Wouldn't oh, definitely. it be better to lie and say, I loved this book, and like not try and ruin someone's mental health? I think the... The, if, if the question is, is it better to lie and compliment someone versus lie and insult someone? Yes. Yes, it is better to lie and compliment them. As long as because if you're horrible. if you like something that someone did and you're lying about it and telling them it's bad just for the sake of it, that's just mean. Like, there's no other reason for that. Exactly. Um, so I, I never want to be the reason someone quits something they love. Sure. In that case, I would say. But I think it's also, I think out of all of that, it's better to tell someone the truth. I genuinely liked that book. When someone gets a book review from me, they're always going to know that it's an honest review because I I'm the, I can't really lie. I'm, I'm the opposite. I tell my friends the truth. So it's not that I lie when it comes to book reviews. It's I find a reason to five star it. That's fair. I don't look for the things I dislike. I look for something I can, uh, like, talk about how much I love about that book. Mm -hmm. Like, with The Savior's Champion, uh, I gave it a five-star. I, I, it's not like I lied and gave it a five-star rating that I felt like mm -hmm. it didn't did, um, deserve. I found something that truly deserved five stars in that book, which wasn't difficult. John is great. Um, but I found something that truly deserved five stars in that book and gave it five stars for that reason. In that case, the romance. The, I, I, thought, I thought the romance of the dialogue between the two love interests was fantastic, really like <laughs> really flowed well, felt genuine, didn't feel like it was a didn't feel like it was a forced romance whatsoever. I thought that she really wrote the romance there beautifully. I gotta read that book. It's been on my shelf forever. <laughs> I haven't read it yet. You read the cyborg tinker before Savior's Champion? Yeah, because, well, a Savior's Champion is not, like, a genre or a type of book I'd normally read. I just like Jenna as a person, so I got it because I thought, you know, I like her. I like her style and her voice. So I bought it based on that. But the the the, style, the type of the book is not really usually that interesting to me. But the Cyborg Tinker, the plot of it and everything was really intriguing to me, and I loved it. I got to move all this shit because I don't want to sweat in it. And I, but I want to sit back because my back's starting to hurt me from sitting up. Fucking Jordan Peterson telling me to be a lobster. I will say I read an author tuber book I just finished the other day, which was one of my favorite romance novels ever. It was Heart and Soul by Erin Kinsella. The book was so good. I loved every second of that book. I highly recommend it. I'm going to do a review on it soon. That book was so good. I was getting so upset with romance novels, and then I read this one, and I was like, 
this is what romance novels should be like. Yeah, I was just writing this erotica. The, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, to answer Queen of Spades question, no, I do not uh, make videos with Erin, not by choice. She's camera shy. I mean, she wants to do TikTok and she's just shy. I keep telling her that she's a future TikTok star if she just like records herself baking. I mean, she's gonna be a certified pastry chef. People would love to see her make pastry goods. Like, Absolutely. She was making, oh shit, what is that fucking call? Pet, 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 like, uh, I, I don't know what it's fucking called. It's, 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 it's a French paste, uh, it's, a, it's a French cream puff and she was making that and she was making eclairs. And I was like, dude, people on TikTok would go wild for your homemade eclairs. Like even the simple tips, like she was telling me that you should freeze your cookie dough and then bake it the next day because it takes a while for the heat to cook the frozen cookie dough in the center. So it guarantees that your cookie comes out gooey in the center and firm on the outside. And that's how you get like the perfect gooey center cookies. That's great. I think- And that's a TikTok hack, isn't it? She should just like set up the phone on a tripod um, and record, like she doesn't even have to sit, talk to the camera, just like record the baking. I feel like that would be cool. And then put that on TikTok. I would watch that. Dude, she's a pastry chef in New Orleans. Like, if you put that as your bio, people would find her and be like, oh my God, you're living my dream life. <laughs> I want to be a pastry chef in New Orleans. I mean, like, that, that, that's straight up fairy tale shit. It really is, dude. Now, I'm jealous because I want to try all this good stuff she's baking. Like, Princess and the Frog, she makes beignets in New Orleans. Like, it literally is a Disney fairy tale. She's literally a Disney princess, dude. <laughs> so so just, go, just go with it. Like, but she's camera shy. That's fair. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. She should just like record the, the stove and the oven and the kitchen counter, like the baking stuff, you know? Yeah. Or she should just record herself. And if she hates it, she never posts it. That too. That too. But you see, I want to see the baking. I want to, I want to watch it. Yeah. I'll just record also, your baking one of these days. I also want to, I also want to eat it. Like I want to eat what she's, the food she's making. It sounds so good. I'm so jealous of you. Oh, I asked like if anything that she made, we could send to you. And she basically said, as long as it's not like cream filled, it should be fine. Oh, really? Oh, can you mail it to me? I'll try if she has some new things for us. Unfortunately, right now, she, everything she's learning is cream filled. So it'll take a little while. That's fair. Just whatever. Like, dude, I'd be so excited for that. That'd be amazing. She has her first exam this Friday. She's nervous. But her the chef like singled out her... Her, uh, I wish I knew what it was like. Pate chef, I don't know, like cachet. I don't fucking know what it is. Um, but she, they singled the chef singled out her work and said like this is fantastic. She's nervous That's about awesome. piping. That's what she's nervous about. Is is um is baking school exam like you have to bake it in front of everyone? It's a practical. Like their practical. final exam, they have to. Their final exam is creating a pop up, and then the winner of that final exam uh, gets to run their pop up for an end of term event. Uh, and all the other classmates help them run their papa. That sounds so cool, dude. Right? This, this sounds so cool. Yeah, oh no, I, I, I fucking love it. It's it's such a good school too. Like they literally have. Last I checked, it's like overnight. Like it's, it may, it's the only culinary school in New Orleans, and New Orleans is kind of a culinary, like capital of the world. So they kind of yeah. need a, a culinary school here. So because there's a need, they like they have some ridiculously high placement. It's like 95 or 98% of all graduates get a job immediately upon graduating. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Well, like, even if you don't like work at a bake shop, I mean, all the hotels in the city hire pastry chefs. And before then, like all the cruises that came into the port hired, uh, like uh, hired pastry chefs too. So. Dude, that's awesome. I like JS's idea. She could do the disembodied hands vids, like five minute crafts. That's a good idea. That would be cool, dude. I love watching those with the people, like it focuses on the food and you just see it from like the top angle, but it would look not like a content farm, right? Cause it's a real person making it. I like, I like that idea. Those videos are great. Yeah. And she could walk you through like incredibly simple dishes to make if you want to impress someone and like are nervous in the kitchen or some shit like yeah. that. I would love to learn some baking tips. I haven't baked something since Christmas. And now I'm like kind of inspired to bake something, but not right now because I'm not eating any carbs this week. I feel like this butter just coated my throat with hot coffee. Like I can just sort of like <laughs> feel hot. No, like it's not uncomfortable, but I can feel it. I definitely didn't put enough butter in this because this just tastes and feels like black coffee. It just looks like it has some bubbles in it. That's the only difference. To anyone in the chat who wants to move to New Orleans, there, there's no better place to live. Like, uh, I, I know Sabby's uh, partial for Chicago. Sabby will talk about Chicago the way I talk about New Orleans. We'll both be genuinely honest and believing there's no better city than our own, and that's why you should move to both. Well, I really want to visit you in New Orleans. I've always you'll, wanted. You'll end up moving here, and then you'll throw Chicago under the bus and say, "Like, how could I ever love Chicago when a city like New Orleans exists?" No. Tennessee Williams once said, "There's three great cities in the world." New York, San Francisco, and New Orleans. Everywhere else is just Cleveland. I, I mean, it's too hot in New Orleans, dude. It's like you guys have been dealing with heat like since it's been snowing here. I cannot, I cannot handle that. It's too hot there. I couldn't live there. <laughs> it's, it's not that we're dealing with heat. It's so most cities have four seasons. New Orleans has twelve. Like every month is a new season. <laughs> that yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Also, Amanda's recording her first video tonight. That's exciting. Oh, we're so excited. For Amanda, you, Amanda, I can't wait. That's so exciting. Hope Yo. your uh, merch arrives soon so you can wear your hoodie and sip from your mug Yo, on let's, video. Let's, uh, let's show the merch store. So yesterday, very exciting. We launched the merch store. I'm going to link it in the chat right here. Oh, Queen of Spade, if you love Tennessee Williams, you should visit New Orleans during Tennessee Williams Festival. Oh, when's that? I'll double check. But yeah, we, we like New Orleans also has this far like so we have carnival we have carnival, Mardi Gras, festival season, summer, and then it's almost like pre-carnival more festivals. We, we, but like the, the, the pre-carnival more festivals, that's more like uh live nation festivals, not quite local festivals. Yeah. And over the summer we have a couple, like Bayou Boogaloo is a blast. Um Basically, any month you come to New Orleans, there's there's most likely a festival. We, we, we party a lot. So, y'all, here's our merch store. I linked it in the chat. This is what it looks like. I added more mug designs last night because I felt like making more mugs. So these are... We also are, have a lot of sayings. <laughs> we have a lot of sayings. I'm going to probably put more of them on hats, and I'll probably put more things on hoodies. I got us the free Big Cartel account, which means we can only have five products. However, we can have infinite variations of those products. So, like, what I do on my own merch store is, is this. Um, what I do on my own merch store is, like, I make six t-shirts, one product, so that I can... Uh, I have six t-shirts and then like four sizes of each t-shirt. So this 
this product right here is really like 24 products, but I want to keep it with the free account. So like that's my normal merch store. You're and normie. Then, and then we've got, dude, I'm so excited for our merch store. I love how it looks. I had Same, a good time you did a making great job. It. Oh, thank you. I had a really good time making this. So now we have the, uh, so we have, I'm wearing the hoodie right now. I was very cold this morning and I was like, I need to wear a hoodie. So I was wearing this hoodie, which I absolutely love. And then I, we have the two hats. We got the 10X Me Daddy hat and the You Can't Fly If You Don't Wing It hat. And then the 6S I'm, mug. And the 6S mug. I made four mugs. So we've got, um, like, because someone had suggested we should make a mug with the logo on it. So I have two versions of the logo mug because I wanted one with a background too. So you can buy two ver like a different version. And then there's the girl wash your brain mug and the 6S rule mug. So actually I might, I might get, I don't, I didn't order the mug for myself yet. I might get myself the mug because it'd be fun yeah. to drink out of the mug while hosting the morning show. It's very like official. I'm going to need to get at least three of them. I don't know if I need both logo mugs, but I need at least one logo mug. And then the other two saying mugs are fantastic. Yeah, I, w I really, I'm going to put the girl wash your brain design on a hoodie because I think that'll look really good. I agree. So yeah, so with the hats, we can't put like logo designs on hats because it's st it's stitched on, right? Yeah, like, I, well, there's, there's one style of hat that we can put it on. It's just a little bit harder to design and deal with. Um, but you can get one that's like printed on, but it's like a weird material and it doesn't look like a normal beanie. It's not a normie. It's not a normie, yeah. So I do want I do want to put more stuff on hats, but I think we'll have to only put sayings on hats because it's stitched on, yeah. So it won't come Good out thing right. We have a lot of those. Yeah, I think we have a lot of sayings. I definitely want to do more saying hats and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I was working on here last night. I was working on putting the other designs on hoodies. Where is it? Where in Mississippi is your uh, boyfriend's family from? Because we're, we're obviously not far from there whatsoever. I think I'm like 80 minutes from the border. Uh, here we go. Maybe seven. So this was I was working on last night was trying to put the, this is not available yet, but trying to make hoodies with the girl wash your brain design and the success rule design. Okay, so you design these on Canva. So Canva's just awesome. Well, I didn't design the hoodies on Canva. I designed, uh, I used, I put them on, on Printful and then I downloaded the image on Printful that shows the mock-up and then I put them on Canva because I wanted to have them look uniform, like the size and colors and things like that for the website. So I designed like the thumbnail images for the website on Canva, but the hoodies themselves I made on Printful. Isn't Savvy awesome, everyone? Oh, I think you're awesome. Yeah, those hoodies are looking sexy. So I'm hopefully get those up this week. And maybe I'll put them on something else too. Like, what what are people's preferences? Because at first I was like, we were thinking like Women. hoodie. Oh, you mean clothing? <laughs> oh. I mean, I would say that yes. I think the majority of our audiences, including us, as preferences is women overall. Yes, but uh, I does anyone uh, in this audience prefer men? Is that, that's a good question. Does anyone? 
um, yeah, so I, I was thinking when it comes to merch designs, we were like, okay, having hats and hoodies and mugs are good because those are things that like you don't have to, like mugs are, you know, not not clothes. And other things are like, you don't have to do the laundry much because we're like, if you make t-shirts, I don't know if people like t-shirts as much because you have to wash them in the laundry, but maybe we should make a t-shirt. I don't know. What do you guys think? Oh, tote like bags. Lauren, yeah, that's like brilliant. Um, yeah, I, I call it the, and I, I agree with Sappy on this one. I call it, I know he's an asshole, but I call it the Trump method. I mean, he literally got elected into the White House using hats because people wear hats daily. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think the first merch should be things that people can wear multiple days in a row. I know you could wear a shirt multiple days in a row, but that's an exception, not a, not a rule. <laughs> I do that sometimes, but I'm also, I would say I'm more gross than the average person. So I probably am not a good example to go by. We will assume people do not wear the same shirt more than two days in a row. I will definitely. Oh, wait. Yeah, I, I like this. Like notebooks, stickers. Yeah, why didn't I make stickers? All we were right. talking about a journal. We were talking about a 6S journal. I could put, yeah, I think, well, like, because we were talking about, like, making a journal. But I could also and just put it on a journal book. cover and have it be, like, a blank notebook with it on the cover. I could do that. Pretty Would you all rather have a blank notebook? with the success and just sort of make it your own or should we try and, and make an official journal? I know money wise, it'll be a lot cheaper for us to just put success on a journal, but then we're running the, uh, the possibility of coming across like Grant Cardone, just plastering 10 X on his journal. So to be fair, yeah. we did put 10 X on a hat. I'm hoping that Grant Cardone does not sue us. Although I kind of hope he does because that would be some great publicity. Yeah, can you imagine? Cease and desist from Grant Cardone, man who misled his investors, now want us to take down his uh, his 10x rule on our I uh, mean, merch. this is definitely fair use because it's a parody, but I, I just think it would be fun. It would be very funny. It's also just such a simple, like 10x, like he can't own multiplication. Everyone yeah. in the crypto chat's talking about how they 10x their investment. Aren't oh, they don't owe their money to Grant Cardone? <laughs> yeah, dude, Grant Cardone, man. Well, Kitty loves notebooks. She'll, she'll buy everything. Queen of Spades just says that she'll buy stickers and journals. Mushroom Destroyer will wear anything. Amy wants a success journal. Questionable okay. Hag just orders a bunch of shirts. Silla right, likes men's shirts, so. If anyone wants to buy one of our larger shirts and, and make a video on how you can, I, I know it's not popular with thrift things, but since you're buying new from us, you won't get in trouble. You want to make a video on how you can, you can cut a t-shirt and make it cute. Feel free and tag us in it. And we'll share it. All right. Everyone's got great ideas. I will work on more merch designs today later because everyone's ideas are so good. Um, you also pick such a comfortable blue. I love this. I love, I love this the blue, blue color. I think this is so nice because it's it, it goes and it was kind of random by chance because originally we had been just been doing this on my main channel. So I had chosen blue because I normally use blue as my thumbnail background color for when I'm going live. Um, and so that's why I made our thumbnails blue. And then after a while, I was like, I should just make the sweatshirt blue because all our thumbnails are blue and it'll match. So now this nice light blue is our color. I love the blue. You picked a good blue. I see two people saying that they want a guy to journal. And okay. the other people who said they don't, like, 
everyone says they want a guided journal. Some people said they'd like both, but everyone wants a guided journal. So okay, that'll we'll probably work be a priority that. for us to work on. And then oh. um, Chantel says she wants more gross than the average person on merch. <laughs> I can do that. Uh, Y'all look at this. This is my workbook. I just got my, my workbook proof in the mail. I've been working on this on the sleepover streams a whole lot. I am so excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna launch this tomorrow as long as it's up on Amazon. So tomorrow night for the sleepover stream, it'll also be the workbook launch party stream. I'm excited for that. So y'all should check that out. Companion Sorry, I'm like workbook really thirsty. Savvy business owner. That dude, that's fair because you are uh you worked out so hard. Yeah, I'm happy I'm no longer drenched in sweat. I'm nervous it's because like maybe my sweat soaked into this chair. I hope that's not the case because I love this chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that'll be uh, I should check Amazon and see if it's up yet. I don't know. I'm excited for your notebook. Thanks. I had fun making it. This was a based on a request too, because a lot of people had when I launched Savvy Business Owner, a lot of people were like, um, <clears throat> a lot of people were like, uh, you should make a workbook to go along with it. So I did. Look um, at you being the, the guru that you always it's, find. It's already available for free on, not for free, it's available as a reward on my Patreon. So like Patreon supporters already got it like a couple weeks ago. Um, oh, it looks like it's still in review on Amazon. Well, hopefully it'll be ready tomorrow because I want to launch it tomorrow during the sleepover stream. Which y'all should right. check out Wednesday nights on Savvy's channel. All right, let me, um, I'm going to just message Reckless Mermaid and make sure, because I know that she's supposed to come on this morning and make sure she's got the link okay and everything. Oh, reckless mermaid! How do you get? How how are you a reckless mermaid? Do you think mermaids get like DUIs or, or SUIs? If your primary mode of influence is swimming, can you get arrested for it, like by, by the mermaid police? Like mermaid traffic violations just seem really interesting to me. All of a sudden. All right. So I just emailed her. Can you imagine accounting for jaywalking in all of those different directions? Like <laughs> you jaywalk horizontally, and then there's like the, the horrible jaywalk. You, you go diagonally vertically and you cut off a whale and you get arrested for that. Dude, that'd be, that'd be wild. Let's see. What I learned in boating school is... Dude, I would so see Mermaid PD or like CSI Mermaid. <laughs> I think we need a CSI Mermaid or, or something like that. Can, can you imagine that? That'd be wonderful, dude. Well, the blood got everywhere because it's the ocean. So it's no longer here. <laughs> we we got to close off this crime scene. Where's the body uh, floated, in, floated away? <laughs> oh, man, I love it. So yeah, because I I wanted us to do an interview every morning because this is Joe Rogan week, but um, yeah, I I well I emailed uh, Reckless Mermaid, so let's hope she comes in because I I gave her the link yesterday and she said she'd be here, and then I don't, I'm just making sure. In the meantime, let's just watch some videos of Joe Rogan being a goof.
Or we could talk about Finding Nemo more. I mean, can you imagine, like, if, if one of the turtles, I don't know, like, if, if there was a body in the EAC, and it's like, <laughs> we have to find the body. Where did it go? Well, this is the East Australian Current, so it's, like, long gone. Dude, that would be so... I, I'm all for this show. If anyone makes this show, let me know. Netflix should. Netflix greenlights everything. Netflix you has say a that, but Netflix has not greenlit anything we've made yet. Because you haven't pitched it, Savvy, and it's all on you, not me. No, oh, I, I you're right. Said- I have to pitch it. I need to pitch the Cancel Sean Boston movie to Netflix. I think they would make it. Dude, Netflix already greenlit a movie on, like, the Game Stonk thing. Oh, they did? That was quick. That yeah. happened, like, a month ago. Exactly, and they already <laughs> cast, like, that Noah guy in it or some shit. Oh, Unless that's, like, oh. a joke. I did hear about that. You're right. That That is a thing. That is a thing. Yeah, so Netflix does like I said, the college admission scandal is on Netflix right now. Like they like if it's a story, Netflix makes it. I like this. It sounds like a Pixar movie, kind of like Zootopia. You know, I love Zootopia, but I feel like there could be like a mermaid version, the mermaid police version of Zootopia. I would watch that. I, I think we need more um, fantasy police procedurals. Like like uh, Bright just did not do it justice, and there's so much potential in that. Uh, in in, in that. Subgenre, <laughs> like buddy cop comedies in a fantasy world would love to see two centaurs just like i don't know trying to fit in a car together It'd just be like maybe we should run i'm not gonna fucking run so Aww. your mom uh, loves our merch oh thank you mom thank you all right, so in the meantime, let's take a look at Joe Rogan and Elon Musk smoking weed together. Yeah, Logan. Don't look at me. Dude, I have these doggy Oreos that Logan fucking loves. Oh, you were telling me about those. Those sound really good. So cute. They're peanut butter flavored. I He, he now knows the C word, and I can't say it around him anymore. It's like, it's funny. Walk has no impact on him, but Cookie makes him go crazy. Dude, (laughs) there's some words that I can't say around Chewy, so I started making weird variations of them, but now he's learned all the variations. So like Tyler and I will say like, do you want to go on a family walk? And family walk means we're both going on a walk together with him and that's his favorite and he gets so excited. So we've changed it and we'll be like, do you want, like, we, we'll talk to each other about it. So we have been like, let's call it a family whamly. And then Chewie learned what, fa- like, when we were like, let's go on a whamly. And Chewie's like, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> like, he learns them all so quick. I can't say, I, I have to call daycare DC around him. Yeah. I had to whisper it again because he's, like, way too close. And he gets yeah. way too excited when I say it. And then I have to, so it's like, that and, and the C word, I, I can't say out loud to him because he goes crazy but i can say walk as much as i want yeah (laughs) chewy loves the word dinner if i say dinner to him he goes wild i'm at the point where because every time it's like time for him to eat i'll ask him do you want dinner and now i'm at the point where if i go like do you want he'll he'll like stop where he is and start like looking at me like like do I want what? Do I? And I it's sometimes Skit. fun to mess with him. Be like, I don't know. Do you want a rocket ship? And he'll be like, 
mm, I'm not sure that was the right one. And he'll just stand there like, mm. do you want a million dollars? And he'll just stand there like, like super like, <laughs> and then if I finally say dinner, he's like, he's like all uh, poised, ready to shoot off. Like, Pew! and then he just runs down the hall into the kitchen. Logan just eats throughout the, I just leave his food out and he just eats when he's hungry throughout the day. And when the bowl's empty, I refill it. Oh, and sometimes when I, if I say the G word, grandma. Oh, that's so cute. Sometimes I mess with Logan and I like say something that's boring or bad in a really excited voice to get him excited. I'm like, hey, you want to do my taxes? Who's a good boy who wants to do my taxes? And shit like that. <laughs> And just yeah. get really excited. Dogs are fun to mess with. They are very good sports for how annoying oh, we can be. There was this awful joke, but I'm still going to tell it anyway, because it's not like it's going to get us demonetized, but I'm just prefacing it as awful. But there was a joke I heard once where it was like, what's the difference between a dog and a significant other? What? If you accidentally lock them in the trunk for three hours, the dog is happy to see you. Oh, God. That just makes me sad because the thought of locking a dog in the trunk is the saddest thing I've ever heard. But they still love you. All right, dude. Reckless Mermaid's going to be here in a minute, she says. In the meantime, I mean, which day are we smoking weed on this podcast? And by smoking weed, I mean you can do an edible beforehand because I, I know you don't want to smoke weed on the live. Well, the neither quick. of us are smoking on the live. Oh, I am. I was going to. Can, can you smoke? Is can you can you would it would it get demonetized? Oh wait, we're not monetized. We're not monetized, dude. Let's get to a thousand subscribers and then I'll stop smoking on the podcast. Okay, sweet. Let's do it. Just don't um, say what's in yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Friday. Yeah, we're also doing an interview Friday, so I'm I'm gonna go to the dispensary later this week. Um and then I have interviews to do with other people later that day. So I'll probably take a nap after the podcast before that then. But yeah, what's your what's your Friday video? Uh, oh, I'm, it's about, it's another Rachel Hollis video. I'm doing one about her. She's uh, running a conference, which is going to be a virtual conference, but she's charging the same prices as an in-person conference for it. And is also working on a finance documentary where she's going to give people money coaching advice. And I applied for it in the video. I'm so excited. I applied to get coached by her. And her Google form had some technical issues that are very easy to fix. So I went on her Facebook and told her to fix them. And she didn't reply to me. Dude, her Twitter is private. Yeah, it's probably after the Maya Angelou thing. Oh, Reckless Mermaid's here. What's up, Reckless Mermaid? Hi, hello. Not too much. Um, is it 7.30 or 8.30 where you are? It is 8.30 where I am. Oh, okay. Um, when we last did this, we were in the same time zone. I don't know why we're not anymore, but. Oh, that's wild. Okay. I'm so sorry. I hear, I thought we were in the same time zone still. So when I was like 830 central, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, uh, to surprise you with coming on earlier than you expected. Oh, all good. Yeah. Luckily I woke up early, like <clears throat> earlier than nor I was just so excited. Um, so I came <laughs> on like in. Like I could hear it in the bathroom and I was like washing my face and then I overheard you being like, yeah, I'm just going to check to see if she's going to be here. And I was like, what? <laughs> I wait, wait, where I forget where you live, where, which part of the country do you live in? Do you have daylight savings time there? Um, well, I'm in Saskatchewan. So 
that's confusing to me because we don't ever change time zones. Like, oh, you guys don't, don't change do time zones in Canada. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah, but you guys don't have daylight savings either just now, did you? Did yeah, you we had it like we had it like three weeks two ago. Two weeks ago. Two or three oh. weeks ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, my so that makes sense. Like so it's to all of that. So we just keep it the same. Sorry about that. Okay, oh, it's, sorry. it's now I'm all done with Canada. Good. <laughs> part of Canada, my friend, but nice try. <laughs> it's Canada. It's, it's Canada. It's one country. How else to say? It is. It is one no. nation. Y'all gave us Gord Downey and Justin Bieber and, and Brandon Fraser. Those are all of my countrymen, yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, Eva says daylight savings time was the 13th and 14th. Yeah, I couldn't remember when it was because I didn't remember it happening. I just like someone mentioned it and I was like, oh, that's why it seems like I slept an hour less than normal. That, that makes sense. Really, I just slept through it and forgot about it. That really shows how much like the news is about COVID-19 now and absolutely nothing else. Because oh. <laughs> that's like how I know the daylight savings is happening is like for three days, the radio is like, oh, everybody else is going to be doing this thing they do. Um, so that's usually how I know that the rest of the world is like changing their clocks because I hear about it on the radio, but there's nothing else on the radio beside the hourly COVID reports. So. so oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I forgot about Rush. I love Getty Lee. That was my bad. I, I disrespected Canada there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear you. <laughs> Um, so you have a YouTube channel and you. your channel is awesome because it features Thank you. like hair stuff. First of all, I love curly hair tutorial channels and things like that because I love learning how to take care of my hair. I'm so, yay. So tell us about, I guess, your channel. Tell us about what you're working. I don't know how to interview Joe Rogan style. So tell us, uh, do you ever eat elk meat? Have you ever rubbed DMT on your balls? Uh, you know, I have eaten elk meat. You have? I've rubbed no DMT on my balls. Wait, you have actually eaten elk meat? Sure, yeah, of course. I, um... Is I that just normal dad. in Saskatchewan? It's normal for some people. Uh, it's not, like, super-duper normal for me. Uh, <laughs> like, do you go bow hunting up there for food? <laughs> well, she was just like, no way. Okay, so I thought elk meat was, like, such a meme, because Joe Rogan's always like, do you eat elk meat? I've never eaten elk meat or known anyone who's eaten elk meat, but you're just like, oh, yeah, of course, everyone eats elk meat. <laughs> um, like, two of my best friends in this world are, like, big hunters, and the one and her husband does, they go out with the bow, and they... Y'all, this the, is magic. Like the first that. interview yeah, of it. Joe Rogan Week, and we found someone who eats elk meat. That's amazing. Also, I just I just sarcastically said that y'all bow hunt for food, and then you just confirmed it. So Canada yeah, is a well, meme. Yeah, it's not it's not a meme for, for some people. Um, I also live in like I'm a little bit of like a Ron Swanson type. I don't want people to know like exactly where I am. Like I've already said too much. But <laughs> I live, um, like, you know my province, and that's more than I wanted to say. But, like, the time zone made it necessary. <laughs> but I live in, like, my family is from kind of, like, the northern part of my province. And so it's, like, the northern boreal forest. There's lots and lots of bush. And piles of people hunt. It's, like, called subsistence hunting when you're hunting, like, to stay alive. Um, lots of people do it. Yeah, like, people that I grew up with in high school, they would absolutely take days off during hunting season to go, like, get their buck. And that's... Uh, part of the culture where I grew up. Not me personally. We, my, I'm not like from a big hunting family. My family has a beef ranch, so we have lots of cows to eat. Um, and we don't love the taste of wild meat. Like it definitely has a kind of a gamey taste that we don't 
have all the tricks accomplished to hide that gamey taste because we cook a lot of beef in my family. But there's some people who eat like only deer or only moose or only elk. And that's like their main, main like meat that they eat. So yeah, there's, there is people and they do that. That's amazing. Are you See, a Rough Riders fan? What, oh, sorry, I was going to ask what elk meat tasted like, but your question you know, is more I'm important. a Rough Riders fan as much as somebody who lives in my province would be because it's our one and only sports team, right? Like just the only one. So by osmosis and association, I am a Rough Riders fan, sure. I've never been to a football game. I'm sure there's like some Rough Riders gear hanging around our house because it comes with the territory. <laughs> I just love the CFL names. I mean, I think y'all have better names than the NFL. I mean, the, the Rough Riders is a fantastic name. The Argos is a fantastic, like y'all just have great names. Yeah, I've never thought of it, but yes, this is true. These are good sports names. Sorry, Savvy. Keep asking about oh, elk meat. I just is it like know, eating an Olympian? What does elk meat taste like? <laughs> what does it taste like? Is it good? What is it? Is it fatty? What does it taste like? So anybody who like is a real big wild meat eater watching this is going to be like, shut up. <laughs> um, because like I said, it's not a huge, huge thing like in my family because beef is the main thing for us. Wild meat is very, very lean. So it's the opposite of fatty. Um, I was actually with a friend and we were cooking some moose hamburger, like some ground meat that was made out of moose. And we did literally have to add oil to the pan to brown it because it was so lean. And like, that's like the thing you always hear about wild meat is that it's so lean that you have to like add oil to the bacon. Um, and I would say like, yeah, that like, especially moose is really lean. Elk. Like, I mean, they're all lean compared to an animal that's been like finished and, you know, made to be a certain way when you go to butcher it, right? Anytime you catch like a wild animal that's been running in a field, it's gonna have like a different taste. It's gonna taste like the grass it's been eating instead of the grain, which is what, you know, when you eat, buy something at the supermarket, that's probably what it's been eating. So yeah, it has like a different taste. It's like gamier. It's like the only way I can describe it. It tastes gamey. That's like the taste of wild beef. And mm. uh, some people can like, you know, you can put like spices in it to cover it if you don't like that taste, but. I don't think I've ever, like, I'm just like not a, a I've never hunted. I've never tried. I don't even know if I've had wild meat. I'm such a city person. Feel like a big loser, but this is amazing. Yeah. Now I want to try elk meat. I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm sure you could find like some elk jerky or something just like kicking around. Maybe I'll order Amazon. some elk jerky on Amazon to really yeah, I'm experience sure you some elk jerky on Amazon. That should be not too hard. Elk you help Savvy find her new obsession. I'm going to eat elk jerky. <laughs> Let's meat. see. Yeah, like can I, I get said, it with I, Amazon Prime? It looks like I can. Okay. Yeah, you can. There you go. New live stream activity. I'll eat elk meat on the stream if I get... New drunk oh, shopping I can, activity. I can She's just going to get wasted. One. I get drunk and eat elk meat. Order jerky. Y'all, I can get these by tomorrow. That's exciting. Then I will I will start eating these on the stream. <laughs> going to wake up and uh, get a message from Sabby. RK. I just spent $250 on elk jerky. <laughs> Guys, I'm, that's the problem. We're going to keep living like these people to make fun of them, and then we're going to turn into them. I'm, I feel like Joe Rogan is the person I'm most likely to turn into out of all of these people, just because. I would I would happily turn into Joe Rogan. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah. I, I, would, I would love to be him. He has a, he seems like he has a lot of fun. I agree. Actually, I, I love his podcast. I me think, too. I think it's good. I, think, I genuinely like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think he asks the right questions and I think he's really, a really, really good interviewer. I think so too. Wait, where's, oh, Chewie's like, barking. Always. We've all seen the, the podcast where we're like, come on, Joe. But 
Yeah, I mean, he says some things that I'm like, that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard anyone say. But also, like, he that's what I like is that he doesn't claim to be smart. Like, some people claim to be smart, but then say really stupid things. And he's just, he doesn't, like... Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) I I was watching your, uh, like, Jordan B. Peterson live stream yesterday, because I missed the Joe Rogan one. It wasn't up yet, but there was the one where you were watching, like, the Joe Rogan podcast in the JVP live stream. So I was watching that. And uh, I... This, there's something that you said a couple times that I think it's just like not you didn't mean it that way but I was like I'm gonna say something because you said a couple times that he's not smart I don't think that Joe Rogan's not smart I think he's just like not an intellectual but I think he's like a very smart person you can tell from the way that he like interacts with people he might not have like the highest verbal intelligence but he's definitely smart like to be able to be like a good fighter and a good oh sure know, all the other things that he is like there's obviously like some intelligences at play there even if it's not you know like a verbal intelligence um i think think that's a really good point yeah Yeah. i think that's a really good point i'm glad you brought that up because yeah i yeah you're right that i definitely didn't mean it in that way but yeah Yeah, you're you're right that he's like and that's um i guess what i meant by that is that i like that he doesn't claim to be someone who's an expert in things that he's not an expert in i definitely think i think he's very smart when it comes to interviewing he's very smart when it comes to connecting with another person and that's a kind of intelligence like we talked about gary v and how he's not very smart with interviewing because he just like talks about his own stuff and steamrolls the other person yeah Um, and it's such a a frustrating thing watching online interviews because anybody can like do a thing on the internet and that's awesome like i'm not pro gatekeeping but when you're a viewer and you're like okay one hour interview is this going to be good and then when it's painful it's like it's unfortunate that because the interviewer wasn't very good you have like a two hour chunk of like unwatchable content basically and it's not even like the interviewee's fault yeah (laughs) you know what i mean it's just like the wrong person for the for the job so i yeah i don't think that applies to joe rogan i think that and the fact that he does two like two hour podcasts every day or not every day every week it's just like so much. I don't honestly know where the mat, like where he finds the time of day. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of his main jobs now, or it's like his kind of his main thing. So I guess it makes sense. He's following his kind of like routines for the last couple of days. So you would know a lot more. Because doesn't he do something else? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe not anymore. I don't know why. Oh, oh he's, stand-up. he's still. He stand up comedy. That's why I was like, he does, he does something else besides the podcast. Yeah. Like he just had a stand up special come out on Netflix like a year ago, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. Right. And well, he he's, he's <laughs> well, I was gonna say he's he still does uh, UFC commentating and announcing, so that he still splits his time with that. Uh, as far as like how he has the time to do the podcast, I mean, I'm sure he's well compensated for it. Yeah, uh, and I guess like he has a staff, right? It's not like we've got yeah. like, Joe Rogan himself like emailing for brand deals and like trying to yeah. find up his guests and doing the re- you know like he's he's got Jamie and probably yeah, he's got J- I guess Jamie he pull a- it up. Yeah, he's got Jamie. You know, I think that that should be something we do this week, RK. We should call each other Jamie all week long. Okay, Jamie. All right. Thanks, Jamie. Anytime someone says anything remotely dicey, you'd be like, Jamie, check that. Look that up. (laughs) Um, Quita Spade says to Reckless Mermaid, do you ever get told you remind people of Brittany Simon? I don't. I don't even know who that is. I don't know who that is either. I'm going to look them up right now. I think I must have, like, a super generic face because I get that all the time in my life. Like, do you have a sister? Do you know this person? I don't know any of them. I know nobody. nobody. When I Google Brittany (laughs) Simon, a bunch of different people come up, so I'm not sure who the the famous Brittany Simon is. I wonder, do I look like her or just have, does she just have a shrieky voice like me? 
What's what's the connection? I'm gonna Is that a giant the... mug? Or it's such are a you big mug. Yeah, tiny? I'm a small person. Okay. I was curious just how small you were for a second. It's like necessary. Got it. Got it. Because you just never know when you're online. Like, uh, Savvy could be four foot two for all I know at this point. Yeah, that's the thing. I just, yeah, five feet tall. I always assume people are the same height as me online when I've never met them in person because we're always kind of looking at the same level. So it's like a subconscious assumption. But yeah. I am well, five there's, six. There's more to it than that. I was watching a YouTube video, and apparently, like the I wish I could think of the creator. I can't. But the way that you look, like whether you look tall or look short, has to do with like the proportion of your head to your body. So oh, interesting. Me, yeah. So people who meet me are always really surprised that I'm short. I think that my head is like like it's small, like the rest of my body. So you can't like tell on screen that I'm a miniature human. But if I had like different proportions, then you could tell. How can I get taller? Do I need to shrink my head or elongate it? I think your head is great the way it is. Because you, know, you are for your body, RJ. You RJ. are how you're perceived on the internet in this day and age. I mean, you you like what what good is being seven feet in uh, a quarantine COVID age? <laughs> how are you ever gonna climb? How are they, how will you get to the top of the dominance hierarchy? Like they won't even know. Someone messaged me yesterday who I haven't spoken to since high school, and asked straight. I sent Savvy the 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 screenshot. She was just like. Ari, because that, that's all she knows me about. She's like, Ari, did you literally just start a podcast to talk shit about Jordan Peterson? Because I'm so there. <laughs> I'm just like, no, but we can we can spend more time talking shit about him. Like, I mean, I get it. As far as the people that we're talking about, Jordan Peterson is this like extra layer of cringe. Like he's not defrauding investors, allegedly, like Grant Cardone is allegedly, or telling abuse victims to give their husbands blowjobs like Tony Robbins, who I don't need to say allegedly because that's on video. It's on video, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but but he is a spe- his own special snowflake of a personality that he, I, he's like. I'm guessing that maybe you didn't go, like end up fully going there for the sake of your mental health. But I was really hoping that in one of those, uh, like I watched, that's pretty much all I did yesterday. Like, well, I did other things, but that's all I had playing in the background. Was oh, thanks. I'm honored. Yeah. Yeah, your entire week of morning streams yesterday because I took a break from the internet last week. Um, and I really wanted to hear what you guys had to say about Peterson. And I was, you know, especially like the two hour one, I think that you did on Friday, I was really hoping that I would hear a long rant, but I didn't. And that's probably for your own sake. Um, I think we just got off topic and I think that's our own fault. We just kind of, we got, kept getting distracted by things. We need to learn to stay on topic a little better. I got pretty heated one of the days. Oh yeah. You I think that, yeah. Well, and that's why I think I was like looking forward to the next one. Cause I was like, oh, maybe, maybe cause I, like the entire week I was like, why does, like, what is it? Like, what is it about Peterson that Archie is like, like that really? And so then I was like watching to see, but I think, I think I pieced it together. See, I mean, Jordan Peterson has taken a break from the internet, so, like, I haven't watched him for a couple of years, or maybe he's taken a break, I don't know. He's on Instagram constantly. What's that? Post. He's on Instagram constantly posting the most generic pieces of advice, like, it's so profound. I don't, I have an Instagram, but I don't go on it often, and I don't follow him, like, why would I? So, I, uh, I do not know what he's up to. I thought that I heard somewhere that he had health problems for, like, six months or, like, a year. Addiction. Yeah, like, Went to Russia to deal with it, got addicted yeah. to Xanax. Oh, okay, yeah. All that Which is a so disease. Bad. I'm not going to guilt him for that. A time of trouble. So I haven't watched him like during when he wasn't uploading, I guess. But prior to that, I was like an enormous Peterson fan. Like he was one yeah. of my like favorites. I thought he was so fucking great. And then so when you guys were going to do him for 
a week of morning streams, I was like, what's like, why? Like, cause I like you savvy. I think I'm like the same way. I'm the person who thought he was great until I heard all of it. Yeah. That's a lot you of know? people talk about the other way around. Like I've heard yeah. people say like, Oh, people think he's bad. Cause they've only heard a little bit of him. But when you hear more of him, you like, I was like, no, I was the opposite. I was a fan of him when I just heard a couple things. Cause I thought he was pretty smart. And then I heard more and I was like, wait, what? Like that's one, the more I heard, I was like this dude, this advice is wild. Like you need to calm down. Yeah. I mean, it could also just be like a couple years difference of me being like a little older and wiser because yeah. I can completely see watching that stream why you um, had like one stream that you titled like the MLM or the, what did you call it? The, the, the incel boss babe or something there like was that. A, there was something like to, to tie in like the anti-MLM movement. Yeah. And I was like, um, as I was watching those streams, I really like could see the connection between all these other like problematic gurus and Peterson. And I think that the main, like, honestly disappointing thing in him is what you pointed out, RK, which is the fact that he has completely built a career on telling people to take responsibility for themselves. And then the instant that he has like a challenging life circumstance, where's their fucking responsibility, Jordan? Like not just that, but he gave a specific example in his yeah. book that aligns with the circumstance that he himself suffered from. Absolutely. And yeah, then so he strayed from that advice. So it's not even just like a light sort of comparison. It's a direct comparison. It's a one-to-one yeah. -one equals zero in the situation. Mm -hmm. And and it's just that whole like what you see in MLMs with like leaders asking people to do things that they wouldn't want to do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, and, and like the question in the MLM of like, what is the product? Right. And so if Peterson is a business person, like what is his product? Right. Like he's selling you snake oil because if he's selling you the idea that like taking personal responsibility is what you need to do, but then the fucking second that he has, like a personal tragedy, he's like the first person pointing fingers. And like, it's just, it's nonsense. Like it's, it's, it sounds, it reminds me of, of an MLM because it's like, um, like MLMs get away. You, you, you posted a video recently, Savvy, of the lady who was in like 27 different MLMs. Yeah. Uh, and I watched that yesterday too, once I ran out of your live stream. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy that we're providing so much content so for you to hours. enjoy. I'm like so happy to hear that. Yeah. I mean, you guys were joking, but like I am doing my income taxes and it is sucks. So thank you for keeping me company all day long yesterday while I did my income taxes. <laughs> Logan, do my taxes. What's that? He's talking to his dog. dog. Oh, telling him to do it. Man, I wish my dog would do my taxes. I, I think Same. Um, but yeah, like I just, I see how in MLMs you have, I, I don't know, you have, people telling you to take responsibility and like it's like I guess it's like the blame game that's like really what it is is it's like you have leaders in an MLM who say you know take responsibility for your life you're exactly where you are for a reason like change your attitude change your circumstances whatever and then you have like this asshole with a PhD telling people the exact same thing and the reason that I brought up your MLM video that you recently premiered Savvy is because it reminded me of like just this idea of telling people to take responsibility, but then you never do it for yourself. And so there is no product. Like the wisdom is nothing. So there, right. like, you know what I mean? Like even like in the eight simple rules or the 12 simple rules, <laughs> that's a TV show. Even in the 12 rules for life, like there's only 12 rules and you couldn't freaking follow them, Jordan. Like what's even, why did you even write that book and go on an international tour if you can't take your own advice? Like it just shows what bullshit it all is. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, yeah, like I said, I haven't watched any of his stuff for a couple of years, so. 
yeah and a lot of the stuff that you look at i had watched it but i was like oh they're just like taking him out of context or they're just whatever but i what i realized is like if you're saying something and people are taking it a certain way and you keep saying that same something even when you know people are taking it that way like you're responsible exactly you know, like dude anti, like his anti-women comments and then yes. have like violence against women and then like then take responsibility like you know what your words are doing like you know that so stop like don't don't they're taking my words out of context or oh that's not what i meant or like logic circles around so that you don't have to take responsibility for what people are doing like if you say something and people act on it and you know that you have like a responsibility to address it when it, i completely agree level of an audience like we're not talking about like a little bit of drama we're talking about like people being murdered and because of something you said like he i think that he's <laughs> hypocritical in these two ways which the first wildly, being like wildly that he uh he's always complaining about being taken out of context and it's like you know if that was once or twice like sure everybody gets taken out of context and i will i'm always afraid of being taken out of context and you know having a complex idea boiled down to something to oversimplify i get it i understand that fear and that that annoyance so at first i was like okay i'll give him the benefit of the doubt and think maybe he's being taken out of context however if you're a professional writer and a professional yes. lecturer and yeah. you're being taken out of context that often, you have to start wondering if you're not conveying your ideas well. Like, well, <laughs> like are you not using the right words if everybody's having the same misconception about you? And, and you're obviously giving him so much grace and benefit of the doubt because, like, let's be real. This is like a university professor, a clinical psychologist, a person right. with a PhD, a professional. He should know what he's doing. Okay. And then you look at the way. So when you watch him on Joe Rogan, he's really smart and logical and has, makes tons of great points. And you're like, what a cool fucking guy. And then he goes on these, um, like, TV networks where it's a totally different audience. And you, you can just, like he's too smart to not be doing it on purpose. That's what I concluded from watching like your videos yesterday. Yeah. This guy is way too smart to be doing this on accident. Like he knows he's absolutely code switching. He speaks one way when he's on like a long term podcast, like Rogan, he speaks another way when he's on uh, like some, you know, quick soundbite type TV show. He knows what he's doing. He knows the kind of attention that these really controversial interviews get. He knows who his audience is. He knows who he's trying to appeal to. And so when you know you're appealing to people who don't have very good, um, call it comprehension when they're watching things, like, why are you trying to have an audience that's stupid? You know, like you talk about like the cult leadership. It's like, why do you want a stupid audience? Like, why are you? Why do you want people to just follow you without without thinking and, and trying to like, that's the thing is, I feel yeah. like if I have a following, I want people to critically think about what I say and tell me if they disagree with something. And I like that. I feel like you've always been a viewer who's always like been like, I like your videos. But if you disagree with me on something, you'll always let me know. And I appreciate that about you, because yeah. well, the idea that someone could just listen to everything I say and be like, yeah, you know what? That must just be true and just not even think about it or not disagree. I mean, we're all going to be wrong sometimes. So it makes sense. Like, I appreciate that you pointed out that me saying I thought Joe Rogan wasn't smart kind of came across the wrong way because he absolutely is a very brilliant interviewer. So, like, I think it's important to be willing to hear disagreements from people like that. And he seems this is what RK brought up last week about Jordan Peterson that I thought was fantastic was that he seems like he's starting to value authority more than curiosity. And I think that that's when learning kind of stops is when you yes. start to value being the authority on a topic over yep. continuing to want to absorb more information and continue to want to learn from other people about it. 
And he seems like he's kind of stuck in this place where he's like, well, I know the most about this thing. So I don't need to evolve my thoughts or change or like listen or take other people's opinions on it seriously. That's kind of how it starts to feel. Yeah, I think so. And and I think that, um, yeah, you just watch enough of his content and you read between the lines. You know, like all of the weird, like all the weird shit that he had to say about women. I, I like watching that. Weird. I was like, why did I give him a pass on that? Like, why was I like, yeah, that sounds right. I mean, not me, but everyone else. Sure. Like, what? Like, yeah. You know, because um, I think that this applies to you as well. But like, I don't want kids. I have no intention of having children. Yeah. It's not like I, I feel so confident that I was not put on this earth to have kids. And again, yeah. like, it's great to have children. Obviously, you know, somebody had yeah. me. Um, so I'm not like frowning upon parenthood like that's fine but to say that like a woman is somebody who well like what the fuck am i then like it's just so right it's like a woman is somebody who can have kids it's like that's that's not the only purpose of women like i think at the time when i watched that like i was like iq 5000 i thought like i was like oh but like he's talking about like like biological sex because like gender is just a contract construct and like how can you even have like a real construct and what's even you know because yeah kind of like interesting ideas about gender and so i thought that um, I just like thought that, yeah, we, we were like playing 3d chess here with Peterson and that like we were all, but like watching back and realizing that he's like, no, he's not like saying this weird problematic shit. Cause he's being taken out of context. Like he's saying it because people want to hear him saying it. Um, right. It's like when he, when we <laughs> reacted to that one video of him where he was on, uh, a, like a morning show in the UK, I think. And somebody... He was like, I don't understand why everyone always wants to make every interview I'm in political. And they're like, well, to be fair, this is a political show and you chose to come on it. Like, it's the point where it's like, oh, he's obviously doing this on purpose because why would he be going on to political shows and then complaining about people making what he says political? Like, go on a different show then. And another kind of like nail in the coffin for me with the whole Jordan Peterson myth was you actually like shamefully i didn't do that but you actually like researching the law in canada that like basically made him embrace such a big stigma (laughs) and like i again i knew that like i knew about that law i had heard what he had to say about it i guess um and i never thought that he was particularly in the right but i just thought that he was a person new to the spotlight and didn't know how to act like i don't know like i don't know yeah what like what weird pass i was willing to give him for that because i do like, I, I do understand that his point is that he was making a stance against compelled speech. And I understand that, like, at its principle, we cannot have compelled speech. And that is a conversation. But mm-hmm. if you stand up and say, hey, this law is about compelled speech and I have a problem with compelled speech. And then you look at how the world reacted, probably change your stance and don't keep saying the same thing if you want to be heard. Right. Like, don't just keep leaning into this whole, like, pronoun business because like you, you know what i mean it should never have been i mean the bill was about pronouns but like for peterson for him to make his point he never should have even like had trans rights enter the picture it should have been 100 percent about like compelled speech and what this right for speech you know and he should have been only looking at that and left do you know what i mean but like that's i totally like agree yeah when you just talk about like b bill c whatever the fuck like people want to you know, yell about bigotry. And so it was- I think he definitely wanted to frame it in the most controversial way to get attention. That's really how it came across because it's like- That's what I'm saying, yes. Like you said, I think you could make a good point about like, you know, no no law should ever be able to dictate what people say. Like being an asshole is not a, a crime and things like that. Like you should be able to right, be a dick because, without because getting- in, defense, Yeah, right? Is that he had an issue with the law, the way that it was written. And, but like, that's not the way that he 
attacked it, though. Like, that's not the way he went about it. Right, he constantly made it about trans people, and then people would question whether he respected trans people, and he would be like, well, why are you even asking me that? It's like, well, dude, because you made it about that. Like, you could have framed this all as, like, a government should not have a dictation over how people talk kind of way. And that is a a valid thing, but when when you focus solely on the trans issue, people are going to start to think you have a personal vendetta against them because you're so... You're really focused on them for someone who has no connection to their community at all. Yeah, it was, and, and I guess on the other hand, I wonder, like, like, tra- like trans rights are so, like, it's such a new movement, and yeah. so it's it's hard to even know. Like, you look at it and you say, like, but then, like, was it Peterson who made it about trans people, or was it the media that made it about, like, who? Who like initially made it into such a hot button topic, or did it have to be one? Like that—that's like the thing that I would be interested to know. Because part of like, if I recall correctly, when this same bill was coming out, like it wasn't just just it wasn't simply about using. What am I trying to say here? Like it was about pronouns. There was probably other stuff. I don't know, but it wasn't like just the regular three or four pronouns that you're used to hearing. Apparently, this is what I heard. But please understand that I live in a very conservative area, and my news sometimes gets filtered to me through that lens. So sometimes I get I hear some weird things that aren't true. But I believe that in that bill there was something like 27 odd pronouns that people could choose from. And so again, that's like fine. I don't care. People can have whatever pronoun they want. That makes no difference to me. But when the concern is is that if somebody has like dozens of pronouns to choose from and then they pick one that no one's heard of and then what's the concern you accidentally use the wrong one and go to jail like what is your fucking concern here Jordan you know what I mean but like my point is is that that bill was so like from what I remember it was so like weirdly confusing anyway like you can sure thing to like ask people to use pronouns that are words that they've heard of right but to like ask some people to like you know use words that don't even exist in the English language like once again I think that's fine but for some people, like, their heads are going to explode. And so maybe, like, baby steps, you know, so that you don't have, like, a big... I don't know. Or, like, maybe the bill was totally fine and, like, Peterson just needs to shut his face. Like, that could be... That could be... I've also. pulled up but information just, like, about it right now just so... Oh, I should I should be telling... I should be saying, Jamie, fact check this. But in this case, oh, I'm yeah. Jamie. So I'm going to fact check it as Jamie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I pulled up some information about it. I, I will say that I think there's a valid point you made about the bill being worded in a weird and vague and confusing way. And I think that has a lot to do with, I think there's this whole, like, there's like the political and legal class of people. And then there's regular people and they almost speak a completely different language than the rest of us. And that's not accessible and that's not fair. I, I definitely think that there needs to be, you know, a more, an easier way to understand a lot of how these things go. So I, I would completely agree with that. I think it, it needs to be when a new bill or a new anything gets introduced, it should be made explicitly clear what it is doing for the average person so that everyday people aren't confused and that these misconceptions don't happen because that, that I will, whoever wrote the bill, I will kind of give them the fault for that. Yeah. Um, so I pulled up some information on it so that Jamie can fact check this. Oh, good. Thanks, Jamie. But we're Jamie, so we're fact checking it. <laughs> um, let's just share the... And I, I also think, like, my main feeling about the whole bill is, I just think, generally speaking, if your main argument is you're arguing for the principle of something, you're probably wrong. Just generally speaking in life, if your main argument is you're writing for the principle... Like, you're probably wrong. Like, argue for people. Argue for, you know, like, things that matter. Don't argue for, like, a principle. That's just, like, a nebulous idea that might not even be real life, you know? Like, yeah. the principle of free speech. But, like, is any was that bill ever going to have anybody arrested? Like, of course it wasn't. So you're just arguing. You're just 
you know, creating a huge media distraction over a principle. Um, and like, you know, okay, so it looks marginalized community while you do it, you know? It looks like this like tabloid style article is responsible. Right. It's lo loading slowly. But according to this, it seems like this article that I think was probably circulated to be clickbait based on what it seems like it's from is probably what's responsible for making people think in the first place that, yeah, so it's this, it's this thing, it's from uh, Daily Signal. I don't know if Daily Signal, that doesn't sound like a credible source. I don't know. But you know, it, they, I've never even heard of it. They so, wrote this article called Canadians Could Be Jailed or Fined for yeah, Using Incorrect Gender Pronouns. In journalism, that's for sure. Yes, and it seems <laughs> that that article is what circulated, um, and that's what gave people this misconception. So um, basically, it seems like it's um, all that this bill was was an amendment to the Canadian Human Rights Act mm -hmm. so that, um, you know, gender identity and being trans and things like that is a protected class against discrimination now. That seems to be what the law is really about. It's just adding that to like, you can't discriminate based on race. You can't discriminate based on man or woman or based on religion. Now you can't discriminate based on if someone's trans or not too. Sounds right. good. Yeah, uh, so I'm it sounds fine. like that's basically all that it is. It doesn't seem like there was any, it doesn't seem like there was any actual thing in there about someone going to jail for using the wrong pronoun. And according to this, I mean, uh, it cannot, it cannot, you can't legally force anyone to say anything, I don't think. And this bill, I don't think, attempts to do that. Right. Which was Peterson's entire argument and claim to say yeah. was that this was compelled speech. Was that that was like, what was the, yeah, and I mean, he, like, what, has a huge interest in, like, Russian history, so... I don't know. Like when I was in university, I wrote a history paper on Stalinism. So like, I guess if you're really into that, that's, he was like, this is where it starts. Like, I don't know. I don't know what went on through Peterson's head when he saw that. Like, he really, <laughs> I can't say. Well, you, you find what you look for. Um, it's pretty much it. How, how you choose to see the, like you can choose to see the world in any different filter. And if you're actively looking for a red scare, you'll find one. Um, as far as Peterson is concerned, I don't think it was in his best interest to approach this with um, honesty, because I don't think it was in his interest yeah. to bring change. It was in his interest to to conjure an audience. I mean, I, I know I've been there in a non-harmful way where you post a video and you get views on it and you're inclined to make more videos, I imagine he found it rather attractive to get this kind of attention and develop an audience that wanted to hear what he had to say. Uh, so it goes back to, I guess, personal interest versus, uh, as, as we were talking about, guiding principles, as you mentioned, guiding principles before. Um, it's also in his best interest to keep things as vague as possible. It's very difficult to say someone's wrong when they're vague. Um, and then his, as far as what we were saying before on um, how he was going forward and then saying, why do you think I have a problem with trans people? Again, it's almost a formula. You say something, you generate anger, and then you get to be the logical victim. So I, I definitely have seen a formulaic rise to his popularity, which I think he mm -hmm. masterfully manipulated in order to achieve his current level of fame. I'm actually doing my best to make sure I use incredibly uh, one, like I'm trying to use as many one syllable words as possible because Ben Shapiro tweeted something yesterday where I was like, dude, 
this, this, like you're actively trying to sound smart right now instead of just saying something simple. I'm going to pull that up real quick, and then I'm also going to make a comment on Joe Rogan because this is a Joe Rogan stream. But you thought, sorry, go ahead. Well, ben Shapiro was, you dude. Had, ben Shapiro, yeah, sorry. You mentioned Hemingway a couple times on this stream, and I, you probably know this, but Hemingway famously said, "I know all the big words, I just don't use them." Yeah, so I like I that. Like you and Hemingway have like a kindred soul because you also are smart and like to talk about Hemingway, but not use big words. He also said, "Make money, fuck bitches," <laughs> in you know? his own way. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it's, but it's hard. Where, where, where is it? Um, he tweets a lot. Holy ben shit! Ben Shapiro, like, he tweets nonstop, and he yeah, like he uses big words and talks fast. So it sounds like he's saying so much because he's saying so many long words and so quickly. It's like oh, he said so much. But then if like that's why I play him on half speed. One because he sounds drunk and it's hilarious, mm -hmm. and two because you start to realize he's not really saying much of anything. No, I thought this really was gonna be like the last tweet and. Shit, he tweets so much. Like it was yesterday, and I can't. Shapiro's on the internet way too much. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna type in like Ben Shapiro antecedent. Where did I? Okay, here we go. I feel like the antecedent is unclear. Who is the my in this sentence? Oh wait, no, he says antecedent a lot. What the actual fuck? This is like. I mean, to be fair, antecedent is a is a. Well, I guess that's because I'm coming at it from a writer and editor perspective. Talking about antecedents is completely normal in that case. But if he's talking about them just on Twitter nonstop, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I'm trying it's, to think okay. of like what was the context where Shapiro really felt he needed to wake, take to Twitter with his manifesto about antecedents. I'd like to know. The, the fact that I typed in Ben Shapiro antecedent and I found now more than three tweets using it is hilarious to me as well. Like my point is, he he, he the point was yesterday he said something like, on the use of antecedents. My point was yesterday, he, he made a tweet and I was like, dude, you could have just said no matter the circumstance, this is wrong. And he chose to make it like three sentences, the first being right. antecedent and made sure he could fit as many syllables into them as possible. Because again, going back to what you said before on principles, I'd say um, like as far as this is concerned, I'd say they, they value the wrapping paper more than the present. Mm, that's, a, that's a good, yeah, that's a good analogy. By the way, yeah. you don't talk fast enough to worry about sounding like Ben Shapiro. Like you're. Someone said I have like that nasally Jew voice, and I've been insecure ever since. You know, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> the other day, when I was binging the entire week of morning streams, I did watch some of them at one and a half speed. And at one and a half speed, you do like there was. I was like, wow, he kind of sounds like Ben Shapiro at one and a half speed. But most people sound like Ben Shapiro. At that's one the and thing. Half yeah, I mean, I that's when I was know. speeding up Dave Hollis for my. Uh, Rise conference review. Dave Hollis at one and a half speed sounds like identical to Ben Shapiro. I think Ben Shapiro just sounds like an average person talking fast. So you just speed anyone up and they'll become yeah, Ben yeah, Shapiro. Yeah. That's what I've been doing because I'm listening to his audiobook to review it on my channel and he doesn't read it himself, which is very frustrating. And I wanted it to feel more like he was reading it. So I just put, I put it on two times speed and now it feels more like he's reading it. For someone who's so, like, their voice is so famous, it's weird to write a book and not read it themselves. I right? Think. That's I'm not true. I why they wouldn't, but they, it's not a good enough reason. Whatever the reason was, wasn't good enough. Like, I, I completely agree. He should have read it himself. Voice, just standing there talking for hours into the microphone. But, like, then you talk for a living. Like, get in that recording booth and read your fucking book. Like, <laughs> we want to hear. Right? Like, I listen to Jordan <laughs> yeah. Peterson's voice tell me about lobsters for hours on end. Like, I can yeah. listen to, I can listen to Ben Shapiro. Like, come on, Ben. I feel Come like it's better, better it's not an audiobook. Like nobody else should record 
that. It sounds weird hearing another person reading it, and I'm like, this isn't right. This isn't right, dude. You're saying Ben Shapiro level of weird things, but without his voice. And I don't just mean, and I don't think you you do either. I don't just mean his voice, like his speaking voice we hear. I mean, like his voice that he, like writes with like it's gonna absolutely be in his voice and Definitely. i don't want to hear somebody else attempting to like read ben like the inner working of ben shapiro's mind out loud like i don't think anybody else needs that job that's ben shapiro's job and he should do it i completely agree yeah definitely also, imagine how much faster you'd get through that audio recording if he was reading it it would be like well, i put it on two order. i put it on two times speed so that that i could get through it faster I was just wondering like, to myself if anyone watching this playback will attempt to do it sped up. Because if they do, they will have a hard time with me. I think they'll be curious about why we didn't talk about Joe Rogan enough. So I do want to bring it back to Bring, him up, bring up Joe Rogan. Say, talk about yeah, Joe. And say, I think. Mostly about Rogan on a Peterson stream. So now we'll talk about mostly Peterson on a Rogan stream. Yeah. <laughs> I want to compliment him because I think that one thing Rogan actually does do well, and part of the reason he does it so well is. He goes into, I think he's incredibly well disciplined and I think he's incredibly genuine and goes into things with such a genuine curiosity, which is why he brings out the best in people. And I think it's because he has a martial arts background because that stresses discipline and like a true under, like if you can truly understand the way your body moves, the way that it interacts with another person. And if you also understand, because so much of today's talking and discussing is a fight. It's just a verbal oh, yes. fight. Now he understands the physical fights. Mm -hmm. And he understands how to operate around a physical fight. Mm -hmm. So I assume that he can apply the lessons that he has learned, the tactics that he has learned, and the discipline that he has learned into those discussions. And so for him to interview someone, it might be the same thing as him just going on a mat and rolling in BJJ. That's so interesting, you know, because I feel like, I agree with you, I feel like the... In the really lazy stereotype would be that people who can solve their disagreements with their fists don't need to develop the skills to do it with their words. And Joe Rogan is like a walking uh, contradiction of that really dumb stereotype. So I think that that's correct. I, I wonder if you could um, say that about anything that requires discipline. Like, is it the discipline of MMA specifically that has made him such a great interviewer? Or I'm so sorry to bring Peterson back into it, but you know, when he talks about like trait conscientiousness, you know, I think that Rogan's very, very high in like conscientiousness and industriousness. And so like, he's probably got some facets of his personality that, uh, you know, would line up to make him like great at fighting, great at stand up, great at a podcast. Like, you know what I mean? Cause it's just, he's conscientious. He's very, very high in trait conscientiousness. He's like three full-time jobs plus a family. So, yeah. you know, that's like a, from like where I'm sitting, that's like a different species of human. Like I don't, I could never, I have no desire. <laughs> I think that there's definitely something to be said for like what you were just saying about like how he um, knows how to like within a fight you have to not only have the attack but also the defense right we talk yeah. about wake up wake up on the offensive and not the defensive but like yeah there's like this idea that like when you're navigating um, any conflict even a verbal conflict with somebody else there's the idea of anticipating what they might say and thinking mm -hmm. about how your response might be it's about the reaction as well as the action and I think that that might come and into play with it too. Sussing out your opponent's strengths and weaknesses which in his case when he's an interviewer he's looking for the strengths because he's trying to like you bring know, the best out of people and have a great show yeah he's trying to give you the types of questions that push you into something that's interesting to talk about and we've all heard those podcasts where like joe gets too high and lets his guests talk and we're like oh my god somebody stop him make him shut up um that'll probably be us on friday 
when there's, ah, uh, I think that you guys are going to be great and entertaining. Well, I'll probably be here smoking with you in solidarity. So if you want to make it just a real big chaos party. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I think Mushin Destroyer is going to be great, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so are we. Y'all, I gotta pee. Keep talking about stuff. I'll be right back. So are okay. we. As far as, um, as far as, like, Joe Rogan and, and Jordan Peterson are concerned, though, just go, going back to their interview specifically, that way we can talk about both. Sure. Um, so here's another example of hypocrisy on the Peterson front that I just don't get with Rogan. Uh, isn't like I think he's a truly genuine person. Um, you can you can see Rogan's history in just about every action he does. Like for example, not not to make things simple, but two men were sitting there in an interview, and I can guarantee you one of them has been punched in the face before, and it's not Jordan Peterson. One hundred percent. Secondly, Jordan Peterson in his book wrote about how it's so important on a construction site to have a sense of humor because all of the guys are going to uh, you know give you shit. You're all going through these hard days of work, and you have to keep that sense of humor because you're going to ride each other. Mm -hmm. He does. He says he's done that. He doesn't have the personality of someone who takes a joke. He seems like a, I almost went on a bit of a tangent. Talking about him actually makes me angry. He seems a bit like a whiny little bitch who like, if you call him a name, he's going to write a blog post about it and cry about how he is a victim. Um, he's not someone who's gonna laugh off a joke. Like if he accidentally sees this podcast somehow, he's going to be very offended. I called him a whiny little bitch. Right. Um, where I feel like, in, in his book, it just completely, again, contradicts the sort of mannerisms he says that a successful person should have, yes. uh, which is go into things with the with like having a, a, a sense of humor to act as a shield. Uh, yeah. To, but then yeah. he doesn't have a sense of humor at all. And talks about that. Zero. Yeah. And he's mentioned Zero that sense I of don't humor. have a sense of humor and I wish I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know his whole book is just like. I don't know, like who you wish you were, and I'm gonna make everybody else feel bad about the fact that they are not like that either. Like, you know, it's just like he should have just left it in his diary and let it be twelve simple rules for him. Like, <laughs> it should, it should. I mean, honestly, it should it should have been twelve blog posts, and that should have been it. Yeah. I just, yes, yeah, so I mean, savvy. Just as far as like what you missed, we were talking about how in his book, I don't know if you got this far. He talks about when he's doing manual labor. First off, he's talking about how great it is to like physically exert yourself because it feels like you accomplish something, which I agree with. But again, I look at him and I don't think he's done physical labor in his life. Um, he, he may have, but he with Joe Rogan, he has this history and you can tell he has this history. With right. Jordan Peterson, he claims to have this history and the only thing I can maybe see is that he's Canadian, um, which is not an insult to Canada. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just, you know, you can see it yeah. uh, with Jordan Peterson. He says the importance of having a sense of humor when you're joshing around with other guys. I don't see that sense of humor with him. I don't, Jordan I think Peterson he's has ever told a joke in his life. He doesn't no. even know how to laugh. No, I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, again, I just, I see Joe Rogan as this truly, and I talk about this all the time. I write about this in my journal all the time. I think the worst advice to give someone online, and it's not the worst advice. I think it's like reductive is be authentic because that's so difficult. It's it's so much more difficult than we give it credit for. Like mm -hmm. you don't truly know who you are. That's like, that's like saying, guys, life is easy. Find enlightenment. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. self-awareness takes training. Like yeah. you actually have to actively figure out who you are. There have been times where I've convinced myself, I even just small things, I've convinced myself I like music that like when I look back on it, I'm like, why the fuck did I think I liked this? That's a good point, especially music when you're like at a certain phase in life, you go back and you're like, nope, I'm not there anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's really difficult to sort of know who you are. And I think that's one of the reasons why I, I love journaling so much and encourage others to do it, even on just like a small thing, because it's so important to clear your brain out. I mean, in Harry Potter, they have the pensive. It would be fantastic to be able to dive into your memories oh the gosh, way they do. Doing that, yep. And I to clear think, them out. I think that's really interesting. Like the, yeah. Also, small point I just want to make because I reference Harry Potter, and th and this is one thing that I actually have an issue with with people who tend to lean more right. They accuse people who tend to lean more left as only reading Harry Potter, and they have this like meme of read more books. They I cannot think every single one of them has only read 1984 and nothing else. So they need to read more books because anything is 1984. Well, guys, I guess it's 1984. Well, Big Brother's coming is 1984. What do you mean you're out of Lucky Charm? It's 1984. Read another fucking book. I'll read Harry Potter. You read 1984. I never even noticed that as a right or left wing thing. I think just everybody needs to read more books in general. But okay, look, I guarantee you, as an example, I'm going to back up my statements. Because I'm to be fair, I'm definitely a Harry Potter read a different book person. I'm not a right winger, but I definitely get annoyed with like just because I'm not really into Harry Potter and never was. So I'm just kind of like read a different book, guys. But I feel the same way about 1984. I'm like also read a different book because I, not everything is 1984. Meme. It's a meme, right? But I never thought that the meme was tied to any political agenda. I always yeah. just kind of saw it. I guess I see memes as inherently not political, even though sometimes they can be political. But once you make something a meme, it's fair game. And, and I, I know that what I just said is an oversimplification of, of a conversation. And I, I just wanted to make it for, for the humor's sake, because you, you can like look There's up a reason that, on Twitter uh, and type in read it in your book and find the tweets about Harry Potter pretty quickly. <laughs> There's a, there's a reason that Mark Zuckerberg was born in 1984, because he became Big Brother as the alien. Wait, he's the robot, right? Mark Zuckerberg's a robot, and Elon yeah, Musk Jamie, is an alien. Can you fact check that? Yeah, J hey, Jamie, can you, can you check if, if Elon <laughs> Musk is an alien? <laughs> uh, yeah, he is. He All is. set. Yeah, Elon Musk is the alien. Mark Zuckerberg is the robot. And it's actually pretty fantastic. Like, I'm really looking forward to E! Network picking up the race to the show of, like, aliens versus robots who owns the world. Yeah. Yeah. Now, part of me is sometimes, like, should we live like Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg for a week? And it's like, well, they're robots and aliens, so maybe not. But also, like, it might be interesting. To live like Mark Zuckerberg for a week? Do, yeah. do we have enough about their do you have enough about their personal lives or or I, I thought we could find So we just have to join an MLM and pitch everyone to join it and we'll, we'll at the very least know how Mark Mark Zuckerberg feels. We'll just be a less successful version. Or of we them. could just like steal everyone's information. That's a joke, guys. That's a joke for legal everyone, reasons. <laughs> all your base are belong to us. <laughs> We could, I feel like it'd be fun to do an Elon Musk week. We could just launch a couple, a bunch of initiatives about really wild things that we'll probably never follow through on. And if we do follow through, they will be obnoxious. I, I think it'd be fun to do an Elon Musk week. Take everything personally and accept Dogecoin for the week in our merch store. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, oh, we got to do Alex Jones week. We could become yeah. conspiracy theorists for a week. He was on yeah, a podcast we... recently. Did you guys see it? Did you see what? He was on a podcast recently. Did you guys see it? I saw the Alex Jones on the Joe Rogan episode. That one was fantastic. It was so it's funny. More recent and way wilder. Wait, really? Which where was where was it? The podcast is called Flagrant Two. It's Andrew Schultz and oh, uh, Kosh Singh. Is that the other guy's name? 
Yeah. Oh my God. So some, someone's in your background. And I thought it was my house for a second. And I thought someone was behind me. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. There's like a mirror behind me and I can, <laughs> my husband just woke up for work. <laughs> He's going to be learning. <laughs> just thought there was somebody in your house. Yeah. I thought someone was behind me. Like I just all logic went out the window. Okay, we're all good. Yeah, I just like realized when you pointed that out that we have a mirror here, and I'm like, man, I wonder if you can see into our bedroom with that mirror, and if you're gonna just yep. go to watch my husband change, but he's dressed, it's fine. We're good. Nope. Nobody's not, not gonna watch that. <laughs> I'm not David Dobrik. Not David Dobrik. Not David Dobrik over here. For Alex Jones, we could just wear uh, tinfoil hats all week. You, you absolutely could. Yeah, I definitely recommend everybody watch that plot. I don't think I watched the entire one. It's like two hours long, but it's wild. Okay, I'll have to look it up. They didn't fact check him for anything. They just let him go on and be Alex Jones for like an hour and a half. So Alex Jones is one of those people where like, he's, he's funny, dude. Like if you watch him and take him seriously and listen to him as a reliable source of information, you're going to have a lot of problems. But if yes. you watch him just to like, just to like watch people, I just think it's funny when people yell. I have a very simple sense of yes. humor. If someone yells really loud or screams or just says something in a loud enough voice, I just find that, like, ridiculously funny. So Alex Jones keeps me laughing for hours just when, whenever he just screams. I can't. I'm just laughing thinking about her. Do you think any gurus have a sense of humor? They seem pretty fragile. Yeah, none of them seem to have much of a sense of humor. I'm, I mean, I think maybe Grant Cardone has a sense of humor, but I can't tell if it's a real sense of humor or if he's just oh, putting it on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if any of them do. I think like I don't think you can have a sense of humor and, and be a guru because I think you're too insecure that at any moment your house of cards is gonna fall. You can have like it's the curated imperfection thing. You can have like pre-planned jokes that you try to deliver in the most natural way possible. <laughs> Guys, I'm so funny. I slipped on my yoga mat. Walk much. That, yeah, that's it's a, that's like a guru they joke. always have like a yeah, they all like Rachel Hollis always has like some some funny stories that she shares and puts them explosive in explosive diarrhea. She shares about her explosive diarrhea, how bad her farts were on the juice cleanse. Like she shares like that's that's uh I guess a sense of humor. Um, it's like look, I'm just like you. I also have terrible farts on a juice cleanse. It's like well, I just don't do a juice cleanse, dude. Okay, so the, I, the scratching's not coming from me. The microphone feedback? Yeah, I changed my yeah. I changed my headphones and I muted myself and I still heard it. Oh, shoot. I was just trying. Yeah, I was just wondering if it was only on my end because I can hear it. But no, I, we we all I can hear it too. Let me see. I'll mute myself. And I don't hear it when I talk, but I don't know what that has to say about the the situation. Savvy, were you muted just there? Yeah, was it my microphone? Is my microphone doing? No, something? I, I, I still, I still heard it when you were muted, but it oh, might be okay. I didn't hear it when she was muted, but I heard it as soon as you spoke. Okay. Oh. Like hmm. When we're quiet, it's quiet. But I think that I'm not. The, it seems okay when I talk. I don't and know. I hear it again. Still hear it. Yeah. This is weird. Hey, while you guys do that, why don't I talk about my channel? Because I don't think I even answered that question. Ah, we just got so off topic for the past hour. But no, is it me? Because when I'm talking, I hear it. I think it's you, because I've been muted this whole time now. That's so weird. Is there something wrong with my microphone? 
That'll be a problem. I use this microphone for everything. Do I still sound okay? Because I just unplugged my microphone. You oh, still sound okay. okay. Man, I don't know. I'm so bad at audio. Is my microphone, do I need to unplug and replug it? Okay, I'll talk about my channel now that I know that my I'll mute myself. Talk about your channel. Sounds great. So, hi, everybody. My channel's random. <laughs> um, I started my YouTube channel a couple of years ago as just like a creative outlet for myself. At the time, I was in an MLM. I was in Mary Kay. So, I didn't feel like I could be like myself in the world. I felt like I was always representing being a sales director. And so I created this like secret channel for myself to do secret creative things. But I was always so scared that people would like find it and that would be like embarrassing or something. So it held me back from posting. So I've had the channel for like four years, but I think there's like 10 videos on it. It's very, it's a ghost town over there. But I did just upload and um I am happy that I finally did that. So it's mostly hair videos. That's what I've usually made. Um, I've made a couple of videos that are just kind of like out in nature because I live on a farm. Uh, and so I like to take pictures and record what I see. And I think there will be lots of nature videos coming up because I'm we're going into spring and I'm excited about baby calves and all the things that happen in spring. So I've had the channel for a few years. I do mostly hair videos. I'm pivoting into nature videos, but still doing hair videos. And my last video is none of those things. All I do is cry and talk about my feelings because that's just what I needed to do. So maybe it's just a channel where I cry and talk about my feelings now. I'm not too sure, but that could also be it. You're gonna be so famous. Gonna be a big TV. I was trying to quote Kimmy Schmidt there and I fucked up. <laughs> There's the channel, y'all, if you're curious. That is my channel. Oh, my goodness. And I have a microphone, like I mentioned. So now when I play my guitar and sing, it sounds so much better than it does in real life. It's such a good, like, reality bender because I do not sound like that normally. But, man, you throw a, a microphone with some reverb and everybody sounds good. So I'm very excited about my microphone. I'm probably going to put a lot of... Uh, like singing covers up soon, which is not really the sort of thing that people like to watch, but it's the sort of thing I like to make. So you could just cry about your feelings and then do a singing cover. So you lure, you funnel people in with feelings. Well, that's talk. usually what I do, RK. Like my last video, it's like I cry for about 15 minutes and then there's a song. That's, that's like, it's like a variety show. You know, we laugh, we cry, we sing songs, we tell jokes. That's, that's what that episode, that's what that video is. Um, like and I, I really enjoyed making it. Like I make a joke about the variety show, but I'm like, can that be my content though? Like, can I just like turn on the camera and talk about what's on my mind and like have an emotional stress cry and then we'll laugh about it. And then I'll sing a song. Like that's the video. Can I do that? Will people watch that? Probably not. <laughs> um, if you're going to sing for content, does it make sense to, to also have a TikTok then and to, to grow an audience there singing and then funnel people to your YouTube channel? Yeah, it probably, it probably does make sense. Um, I've downloaded TikTok twice. That's as far as I've got. Downloaded it, looked at looked at the app on my phone for a while, and then was like, I don't know. Aren't you just like mining my data and sending it to China? And then I delete the app. That's like my full experience with TikTok as a user. I've Everyone has our data by now. Sorry. Everyone has our data by now. We're not that interesting. That's fair. It's not really like a data concern. I just um, I just like haven't gotten into it. You know. 
there's a lot of like social media like the good apps i just like even instagram like i have an instagram i hardly ever go on there i don't understand what people are doing on instagram like what what am i missing what like literally same thing with twitter i have a twitter i've tweeted once like what are you guys doing over there like i don't understand what is you know like i love youtube i could just like watch all this long form content forever but like twitter it, it like random people's thoughts like why like i don't i don't like i quite honestly don't get you know but sometimes i have a thought and i'm like that's funny i should tweet it like if i had a twitter i would tweet it or i'll have like a, a thought for what i think would make a funny TikTok, and i'm like man i should have a TikTok and make that but like i can't even begin to create content on a semi-regular basis for my youtube channel so like the thought of trying to cultivate another social media app is like but you're not even doing the thing you're doing well so <laughs> don't do more <laughs> um but i think that might also be like a false belief of mine uh that i have Oh, Which is actually, you know what, if you want to tie it back to Peterson and MLMs, this like idea is kind of a holdover for that because it's like this idea that you have to be like so perfect at what you're doing. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, if I'm not like, like I haven't even like made my bed as far as YouTube's concerned and now I'm going to go like buy a house over on, on TikTok and like Instagram alley. Like, of course not. I have to like make my bed or clean my room in YouTube first. And then once I'm good at cleaning my, cleaning my room on YouTube, I can like have a room on TikTok. Does that make sense? It's like this weird, yeah. It, it does, and there's a couple schools of thought with this. So you, you could say that you just wanna get 1% better every day at one thing, and then by the end of the year, you're going, it comes out to like you're, 30, you're 37 times better at that one thing. Uh, but then the other part of the human psyche is we respond really well to positive rewards and feedback. It's part of the reasons why when you post something on Instagram, you get all those likes, you want to go back immediately. So in terms of what's going to like inspire you to do more, the reason why TikTok might be a good idea is it's so fucking easy to get views on there. Uh, and so you might be like even more inspired to go on there and uh, keep making content and use that as a funnel to YouTube. Now, that being said, everything you're doing right now is for free and it should not be done like unless it's bringing you joy, uh, so so don't 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 think about getting stressed. It's just one of those things where if you're um, well, it's it's funny because I think of like doing wanting to do different things for different social media platforms. So it's not as though there's no like inspiration or anything there. It's just like honestly for me, it's one hundred percent execution. Like if I start this, will I execute it? Will it get finished? Um, and I guess like really the only way to know is just to try and see because may, like for all I know, I'm like, you know, spinning my wheels over here on YouTube and I could make a TikTok and be like, this is so fucking fun. I love it. And like that could be my new favorite social media where I spend all my like free time, you know, like it could be I, I wouldn't even know because I haven't given myself the opportunity um, to to see. I find myself wanting to make TikToks all the time when we're like feeding cows out on the farm because I'm just like in the truck and I have the country music playing and there's all the cows and I'm like man this should just be a TikTok like these should all be TikToks all I should do is make TikToks while I'm feeding the cows uh because there's like this whole weird like country corner of TikTok which I find really funny um and that's the part of TikTok that I want to make content for <laughs> so Hannah Montana is Canadian no, she's not. She's so no, she's she's not Canadian. I oh. meant like her her aesthetic is. I know Miley Cyrus oh. is not Canadian. I, I just meant like what you're describing: country music in Canada and feeding the cows. I just got serious Hannah Montana vibes. You know, I I love that we get credit for that because I think that like America pretty much you know has the cornerstone on like Western culture. But I mean, it's like I mean thriving where I live. So like, I appreciate the nod. <laughs> yeah, Canada rednecks are getting erased. Like y'all y'all have y'all have uh, what's the highway in like super up north that goes across the country? The Trans Canada Highway? 
That's the one. Actually, my I'm girlfriend's terrified. Of that. I live north of that highway, but okay, sure. Super, super north. Almost on the American border. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> my girlfriend's actually scared of that highway because she re listens to a lot of true crime. And I guess like there's bodies that <laughs> are buried all along it just because, you know, it's in the middle of nowhere. So people like to go out there and, and kill people. I can see that. Yeah, that, could, that would be a place to to bury a body. Weirdly, like along the Trans-Canada, though, there are so many like grid roads. Why would you do it right, right along the highway? But lazy murderers. I, I don't know. Actually, she she loves true crime. She said there was this one murderer because this this is now a true crime podcast. You also trap in. She said there was this one murderer that literally like buried murder kits. This feedback's getting bad, but they they, they said there was this one murderer who literally. Yeah, I'm buried. muted, so it's not me at this point. I've been muted for like 20 minutes. Yeah, and you 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 were also frozen, so I wasn't too worried. Oh, my internet's <laughs> starting to die, so we should probably wrap up the stream within the next couple minutes. Because sometimes in the middle of weekdays, my internet just goes out. I think it's because of construction and stuff. So I'll end it with this murder topic. Uh, there was a murderer <laughs> who buried murder kits all over the country and would just drive to them and remember where they were and just murder someone random and then drive in his car and leave. Um, and I could see that being in Canada. Okay, bye everyone, yeah. Russians. I mean, it's it's like sparsely populated, right? It's like probably thirty percent more land mass than the states and ten percent of the population. So, yeah, there's you know long, but like the states has huge expanses of no of no people as well, right? You know, you go into like the prairie type areas up in the southern central U.S. Nobody lives there. So with that, y'all, awesome. don't murder anyone. Come back on tomorrow. Yes. Thank you so much, Rickless Mermaid, for being on our stream today. Make sure you all subscribe to her channel. We appreciate you coming on this morning. We will have more guests throughout the week as we continue to be like Joe Rogan. Thank you all for being here. Um, we appreciate it. And uh, have a great rest of your Tuesday. See you all tomorrow morning. Bye, friends. Bye.